Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Yesterday, you and I had a, a conversation about uh, communication, and I, I might have gotten a little touchy-feely about it. I shared some experiences from my childhood. I talked about some uh, relationships, some friends that I had when I was very, very young. Young friendships that uh, included the sharing of memories and a number of firsts and climbing through the woods and having like, camping outside for the first. Anyway, uh, you may have relationships similar to that. You look way back at the earliest stages of your life and you were with a friend maybe every day. Throughout the summer when school was out, uh, you'd be knocking on each other's door looking to go outside and play. And then as time ticked by and life progressed, you realize that uh, you're not so aligned when it comes to the things of the world. Your political views diverge. And that person you once were at total ease with, knocking on their door, asking mom if so-and-so could come out to play, is now today tragically uh, an estranged person, no different than a stranger you might pass on the sidewalk. I had my own little like self-therapy session on the air yesterday, and I, uh, I committed to, after yesterday's program ended, to uh, make a phone call, to reach out to someone that fit that description in my own life. Well, I did that. I'll share some of those details with you in just a moment. Uh, but I also asked if you had occasion, or I challenged you to make uh, a similar phone call. And listen, I I know that this is uh, probably a delicate thing in the conversation. If you had, it was hard to have. And you might not be too comfortable sharing those details. But if you are, if you are, please know that right now, uh, if you'd like to call into the program and share them uh, with both me and the rest of the family here listening in, uh, please know that you are more than welcome to do so. The number is 801-575-8255-801-KSL-TALK is the number. If you had one of these difficult conversations where you reached out to someone who uh, you have had a hard time talking to because your uh, political differences are so extreme that uh, estrangement was the result, and you called yesterday to patch things up, let us know how it went. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Feel free to uh, drop a note there, but I'd really like to hear your story. I'd like to hear it from your own mouth. 801-575-8255 is the number, 801-KSL-TALK. Here's how my story went. It was just the person that I've described to you. It was someone who every day growing up uh, was right there by my side. Best friends. Best friends. 
we uh, went to each other's birthday parties every year. Uh, we Once we got older, it was spring break together. And then later on in life, things kind of went different ways. There was no falling out. Uh, there was no, uh, you know, upset. We never had it out. We never debated, you know, the, the political issues of the day. We never said something we later regretted. And we never stormed out of one another's apartment or home or anything like that. It wasn't like that. It was a, just a natural divergence. And I felt compelled to, uh, to correct that and to bring us back into good communication. I called up yesterday afternoon as I was uh, leaving work and uh, uh, got an answer. And I said simply to start the conversation, how you doing? We haven't chatted in a while. And I was thinking about you. I was thinking about you in the midst of all of this, uh, all of this pain throughout our country right now. I thought of you because... When I was young and I felt pain, it was you who I turned to. When, when I was young and things were uncertain and I was scared and there was something new in front of me, I was comforted because I knew you were going through the same thing. And I knew that you and I would remind ourselves and remind each other of what normalcy looks like, of what being able to uh, disregard the stresses that are happening out there in the world uh, can look like. And I've missed that for a while. I know that you and I uh, view and interpret what has happened over this past week and a half very, very differently. But I don't want that difference in opinion, that difference in interpretation and analysis. I don't want that to keep us apart. Because I think that one thing we may be able to agree on is that unity is not going to come from the top down. They've had their chance. The White House has had its chance. The elected members of Congress have had their chance. And you know what? We're still pretty divided. And so, if they're unable to accomplish the tax, task from the top up, where does the responsibility lie? Well, very naturally, it falls all the way to the bottom. To our shoulders. So, <laughs> after dropping that speech on my friend, uh, the response was uh, pretty cheery, and it was pretty simple, and it didn't get too intense or heated. We didn't even talk about politics at six. It was simply that we both recognized that, yeah, there are some differences, and those differences are not just between the two of us, but uh, <laughs> making themselves known and apparent across this great country. And, yeah, yeah, there's plenty on which we can agree. We have those shared memories from way back when. In fact, during the phone conversation, after we both jointly together agreed that, yeah, things are pretty messed up right now. <laughs> Regardless of how you interpret how they got to this point, they're pretty messed up. But you know what we can agree on? That yesterday was beautiful and tomorrow can be beautiful. That's what I took away from that conversation. And I w was able to wrap up the day in a good mood, in an optimistic mood, that the doom and gloom that I had been carrying on my shoulder as I saw those horrific images of the, the would-be insurrectionists storming the capital of the United States, taking it hostage, instilling fear in those that work there, 
instilling fear in those that have been elected to uh, do the people's business in that sacred building, uh, that anxiety was lifted a bit because tomorrow looked brighter. Did you have a similar conversation? Let me know about it. 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Quick break. Back with an expert on how to have just the conversations I've described. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.